0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Permission to Become podcast. This is a podcast about Asian American women exploring their boundaries and permissions around self-discovery and personal empowerment. In this podcast, we will dive into the untold tales of Asian American women breaking out of who they should be and becoming who they truly are. My name is Joyce Bao and I'm your host on this podcast. Hi, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Permission to Become podcast. This is the final episode for 2021, and I want to personally thank you for supporting this podcast by tuning in and sharing your time and energy with me. I'm so grateful to have published 22 episodes, shared incredible stories from 18 women, and reached over 1,500 listeners from 37 countries. So, Today, I will be talking about a topic that I had been holding close to my heart for some time now. But it has taken me a lot of courage and vulnerability to unpack the difficult emotions that came up and decide how I want to embrace the heart of the matter. The topic I want to share with you today is on belonging, and specifically how it is related to race and systemic racism. In this episode, I will be sharing my own close encounters with racial trauma and how I found healing and wholeness within in order to emerge out of various forms of disempowerment to restore a sense of belonging within myself and within the fabric of our human connections. And my intention for this conversation is to really help us find our way back to love and our shared humanity by illuminating the illusions that have separated us from the truth of who we are and why we're here. And I hope to inspire and empower each and every one of you to make conscious and compassionate choices that dismantle white supremacy as well as our own internalized racism. With that, I'll begin by sharing my own story. So I immigrated to the United States from China when I was 11 years old. And growing up in a homogeneous community where everybody looks and even dresses like me, well, we had to wear uniforms in school. I was not aware of the concept of race and racism. And during the first few years after I immigrated to the US, I encountered a series of racial incidents from some seemingly naive questions of where are you from to um, more blatant labels of being called out as a fob or fresh off the boat. And those incidences made me question my sense of belonging. While at the time I didn't understand how race shaped my life, these early experiences really challenged my sense of self-worth and imprinted a layer of shame around my own identity. So for the next decade, I always felt anxious, vulnerable, and exposed whenever I had to present myself in front of a large group. I think it was this underlying excruciating pain of being ostracized or excluded that drove my intense need to fit in so instead of authentically expressing myself i often felt ashamed for taking up space and defaulted to simply being nice agreeable and avoid confrontation at all cost it wasn't until this year, when I took an 8-week social justice fellowship, that I started to unpack my racial experience and examine my own racial identity. And for the first time, I came to the shocking realization of my own internalized racism, as well as my subconscious beliefs in that something must be wrong with me for all the times I felt like I didn't belong. And Subconsciously, I believed that I was inferior to those who perceived to have more privilege. And I became aware of the sheer magnitude of the invisible scaffolding of white privilege and systemic racism across so many layers of our society and communities. And that was a moment when the veil had lifted and I felt vulnerable to just waves and waves of s- swirling emotions um, from anguish to shame to hopelessness and grief. I felt alone. And I realized that the struggles I had mentally, emotionally, and even physically have been impacted by the lack of psychological safety from the undercurrent of systemic racism that has shaped my experiences at school, at work, and even in some of my most intimate relationships. That moment of awakening to my own racial trauma led me to go down the rabbit hole to learn more about my racial identity and how it's been shaped in the US. And I learned that initially, the term Asian-American was actually coined by graduate students from UC Berkeley, Go Bears, who formed the first Asian-American political alliance back in 1968, in order to bring different communities to stand in solidarity. And at the time, the label Asian American was really a political statement to shift Asians away from being called Orientals towards a more multi-ethnic, multi-class coalition. However, since then, this blanket Asian American label Emerge to homogenize and erase the distinctive qualities and experiences and struggles within each community. And even more, the model minority stereotype I learned was used to pit Asian Americans against other people of color despite our individualized experiences history with oppression that stem from white supremacy and as i processed my own racial history coupled with the timely current events this year i had to reckon with my own racial beliefs so one of the internalized racism Example that I had to dismantle was the belief that I have to be perfect in order to be worthy. So, growing up, I spent a lot of my time striving to be perfect, to get straight A's, to be part of multiple student organizations, to or go to a prestigious university, simply to prove that I was worthy. And I'm not discounting my hard work and the privilege of receiving a good education but what I'm calling out is that during those years of striving for perfection I never believed I was worthy just as I am so when I took this social justice fellowship this year and learned from another woman of color in my small group that she was teaching her children that they are simply worthy because they're breathing and that they exist I was perplexed And for the first time, it dawned on me that I don't need to prove my worth and I only need to believe that I am worthy. So since then, I adopted her affirmations for myself and remind myself that I'm worthy simply because I exist and that I'm breathing. And that has been a powerful shift to dismantle the model minority stereotype Another area I examined this internalized racism was within my own Asian-American community of how much we want to associate less with being labeled as an immigrant, a foreigner, and desiring, quote-unquote, white attributes of having blonde hair or blue eyes. So... I nerded out and looked up um, this paper that was published in 2018 in the Journal of American uh, Sociological Society called Asian Americans and Internalized Racial Oppression by Monica Chu and Hana Lee. In that article, many of the respondents actually share stories of facing reacting to and reproducing negative stereotypical perceptions of asian identity and there were statements like the desire to have blonde hair blue eye to be white to dissociate from asian asians and using an anti-immigrant terms such as fob or fresh off the boat so i felt angry <laughs> at that moment and asked myself why we have to have this level of separation amongst ourselves. And as I examined further, I realized that in my interracial relationship, I began to adopt white supremacy ideology and started to disassociate myself from my Asian roots in order to fit in. Essentially I'd, I had whitewashed my racial identity by disconnecting from my cultural heritage, foods, community and chose more mainstream white or Eurocentric centric preferences. So what's the point of me telling you these stories? The truth is, race is a concept, an idea, and that white supremacy is simply a belief. It's a figment of our imagination. And ideas and beliefs can be challenged and changed. And ultimately, in my own reckoning, the enemy is not a specific group of people. The real enemy is the outdated belief that created divide and disempowerment within our human tribe. My racial healing journey began when I decided to look within myself. And I realized that for years, I had been looking for belonging outside of myself and try to change who I am in order to fit in. However, in Brene Brown's book, Braving the Wilderness, she wrote that True belonging is the spiritual practice of believing in and belonging to yourself so deeply that you can share your most authentic self with the world. True belonging doesn't require you to change who you are, it requires you to be who you are. So belonging is a fundamental human need and it is hardwired into our DNA. And here I'm going to give you my three steps on how I gave myself the permission to belong within myself. Hi, listeners, I want to take a short break here and give a quick shout out to the sponsor of this episode, Ana Luisa Jewelry. Ana Luisa, spelled with A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, is a conscious luxury jewelry brand that makes your jewelries at 100% carbon and water neutral. In 2021, I've decided to be more conscious about my everyday choices, including the brands I purchase from. And I love that Ana Luisa reflects my core value of sustainability so that I don't have to choose beauty and beauty at the expense of Mother Earth. Their jewelries are all timeless pieces that fit really well for any occasion and they're quite affordable starting at $39. And with the link uh, shop.analuisa.com slash permission to become, you can get 10% off Plus, right now they have a holiday promotion for buy one, get one at 60% off. So the link is in, the, in my show notes and I recommend checking out their bestseller collection. They also have new jewelry collections released every Friday. And these are really perfect gifts for friend, a loved one, or yourself. Thank you so much for listening. And now let's get back to the episode. The first step is to return to truth by owning your truth through the power of awareness. I started my healing journey through the power of awareness from mindfulness and body-based practices, such as body scan and breath work. They have helped me to pause in a moment to notice the bodily sensations that came up, name the emotions, and then work through these emotions. Unpacking racial trauma can be incredibly triggering, and these intense emotions can leave us feeling vulnerable and wanting to default to our coping mechanisms such as numbing or suppressing the pain. So for difficult emotions such as grief, shame, and anguish, I do recommend working with a professional. And another aspect of awareness is to educate yourself on this topic so you can make your own decisions as to where you stand and how you want to show up. I've spent a lot of time learning about the history of racism and white supremacy in the US. Books such as Me and White Supremacy have been just eye-opening. I've also been reading specifically about Asian American histories in the US because those reading about their experiences really helped me to not feel alone and also gave me the Empowerment to consciously choose the stories I want to tell about who I am and my lived experiences. So I have included a list of resources in my show notes and definitely check them out. The second step is to return to love by first prioritizing cultivating a sense of self-love. So this work can be incredibly challenging at times and it's super important to learn how to cultivate a level of self-compassion and self-love so that you can pave the path for having compassion for others and their suffering. I highly recommend Tara Brock's book called Radical Compassion and radical acceptance. I think acceptance and compassion are the foundational pillars of learning how to find wholeness within ourselves and mend this internal divide first before we can go out to this external world and heal the collective because the external world is is a reflection of in, our internal landscape. The final step is to return to authentic connections through courage and vulnerability. This is probably the most challenging, but also the most rewarding part of my healing journey. Ultimately, we are social beings wired for connection, and it is our deep human need to connect with a community of people who share our goals, values, and perspectives on the world and provide a safe space to share our truth. When I first started this work, I didn't know whether or not it was safe for me to share my truth, especially in a racially diverse group. I had to learn to establish my own sense of safety and security and come back to my truth and self-love in order to hold space for difficult emotions. I also sought out communities that reflect my core values, communities that actually embrace authenticity, mindfulness, as well as diversity, equity, and inclusion. And little by little, every time I shared my truth with others, I was able to solidify my own racial identity. In the end, to connect authentically means we have to find the courage within to speak our truth even if it is uncomfortable when you allow yourself to be vulnerable that's when you can be truly heard seen, and to belong the path to healing is to become whole in who we are to embrace all parts of ourselves our racial identity and our roots only from our authenticity can we authentically connect with others to have empathy and listen deeply to other stories without judgment and to listen with an open heart racism whether internalized or externalized belies our deep underlying need for belonging and i fundamentally believe that this is true for both the privileged and oppressed. When we start to peel away the layers of our own deception and embrace our true nature, we reconnect with the truth that all human beings are created equal. When we learn to do our own healing work and unlearn the conditionings that we have inherited, we learn to love ourselves fully and love one another. Racial healing is ultimately a spiritual revolution for our liberation. And when we free ourselves from white supremacy, we free ourselves from the beliefs that we are not good enough, that we are inferior to one group and superior to another. Instead, we step into our truth and reclaim our worth. So as we step into 2022, I hope that we can leave behind what no longer serves our collective well-being and step into a more united world that truly embraces all our beautiful colors. And I want to leave you with this short message. You belong to yourself. There is a reason you're here. You're here to shine your unique light. So allow yourself to be seen, allow yourself to be heard. Your voice matters, your truth is your gift. Let us choose to become freedom fighters for each other. Let us choose to embrace both our shadows and light because together we are one. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. I deeply appreciate you for simply sharing your energy with this collective space. I know I've just shared a lot, and there might be some emotions that came up. So if this episode resonated with you or evoked any emotions, thoughts, or feedback, I will love to hear from you and support you on your healing journey. You can reach out to me at hello at permission to or find me on Instagram at permission to become. You have a wonderful holiday season and celebrate being you. Thank you so much.